It's another session with the Tri-Tech Games Podcast. Starring Bruce, John, Peter, Trav, Pixie, and our ever-loving, ever-grooving Richard Tohoka. So sit back and groove with us cats as we spin another session of the Tri-Tech Games Podcast. Is Bruce. This is John. This is Blix. This is Trav. This is Pixie. <laughs> Welcome to the TriTac Games Podcast. Your podcast where if you have a heavy heart and you don't know what to do and you're feeling kind of blue, we'll show you what to do. Because... Sometimes things just have to end. This is the end, beautiful friend. This is the end, my only friend, the end. You're scaring the audience. You're scaring the audience. <laughs> this week we are talking about campaign endings. Because as my wife is, it always likes to say, everything has a shelf life. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Nice. I'm sure she does mean everything. (laughs) Exactly. In every life, in every game, in every campaign, in every gaming group, there may come a time when things need to change. Sometimes the change is really radical, like it needs to end. Maybe that it, maybe something radical needs where everything needs to be changed up. Like you know, somebody else be the GM for the first time in ten years. <laughs> Just campaigns end, and they end for a lot of reasons. And we're going to talk about it, and we're going to talk about it about how if you are going to end a campaign, what are the ways you can do it that makes makes it the best, makes it the best resolution, the best goodbye. Because that's what we're talking about, is saying goodbye to your campaign and how to do it in a way that's awesome. Because that's what we're about here to try to take games podcast. Making your game awesome. If you want to check out something really cool, you need to tune in to the TriTac Podcast. What's that you say? TriTac? What's a TriTac? TriTac is one of the oldest role-playing companies around. They make games like Fringe Woodland, FTL 2448, Hardwired Hinterland, Beach Bunny Bimbos with Blasters. Designed for D20 and Savage Worlds, these games will kick your dice into overdrive. Whether you want to combat the denizens of the underworld, travel the galaxy, get crazy with bimbos, or travel the multiverse and do it all, TriTac has you covered. Go to TriTacGamers.com to see what it's all about. 
That's T-R-I-T-A-C-Gamers.com. And check out our weekly podcast at tritacsystems.podbean.com. Or simply enter keyword TriTac in iTunes. You're going to love it. Yeah, so that's that's the first that's beer thirteen and 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 uh, incursion one two and three um, for <sighs> fringe where they actually Richard's writing it right now. I mean, portals four book is pretty much the campaign end. Uh, yeah, those spoilers there. Yeah, we've already gone through that, so that's pretty much yeah. If you have portals four, you've read through it. That's pretty much the meta campaign end there. And it has, yeah. what, three different options, I think, were... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, well, let's see. What about... Uh, here's a, And here's a game we haven't talked about a lot. We should do more. FTL 2448. And I know this is yep. John's baby here. Like, Bureau 13, Incursion, or mine. This is John's boy here. This is the one I know he yeah. loves. John, I don't think it has a campaign built into it. Well, there's uh, Enemy Stars... Yeah, enemy stars. There's actually there are a couple of campaigns built into it. Uh, the the, the big one, the, yeah, cops. Then uh, there's the basic dealing with the Hegu, uh, and then there's an implied campaign of you know the, they, there are the these critters called the Sandro, and then there's the um, oh I forgot the name of the who the Hegu use. They're both remnants of a previous forerunner the culture. The Zanki. The Zanki. The- yes, right. Yeah, the Zanki and Asandro are, are actually warriors created by a previous galaxy-spanning uh, Forerunner culture, uh, which ex- probably explains why everyone is is pretty much near each other in technology in the FTL universe, because they're all basically uh, uh, experiments from the Forerunner culture. Okay, see, I didn't yeah. know that the Sandral and the Zanki were related in any way. Again, folks, I've been with TriTac for 10 years, and I learned something new almost every podcast. Yeah, the big thing is, with, with dealing with the Hegu, uh, the Hegu are, uh, let's call them, they're fascists. In, in the best way to put it, they're fascists. They're fascist ducks. And, uh, right, well, let's not go into too much detail on any particular game. Okay. But, there's a camp, right. but there's a camping goal there that's pretty much not conquering the Hegu, but, you know... Making them Klingons, and you know, you know, they're, they're our best buddies, and that's probably the goal. That's probably the goal there because war is you know, no one wants war, so it's going to be more intrigue and, sub- and subterfuge, and basically overthrowing the current, uh, the current uh, leadership, and replacing it with with, a, with, with someone who's more friendlier to uh, Isco space at that point. Well, yeah, I mean, because Enemy Stars basically is you're going behind the lines in, like, basically skin suits and inciting rebellion from within. Yep. So, basically, you start up the rebellion because you're there, you know, what's the term, F and A, fomenting and agitating. And you're going in and messing with, oh, gosh, what is the name of that one? The Orban? Yeah. See, it's been a while since yep. we've talked about FTL. I think we might want to start heading yeah. toward that in a future episode. But yeah, you're basically messing with the Orban and getting them to get all fired up and throw the Hagani <laughs> Empire off of their planets. Yep. That could uh, be an end goal there. 
Now, yeah, and th- that's a potential goal. Now, we were to mention COP 2448. It actually originally was a supplement, and then we got put into the uh, the last edition of FTL many years ago. Uh, basically, that would be, but that would, actually, I would say that would be more episodic TV. That would be more the, the police procedural. Well, no, you could still have an overarching thing with, let's say you have a crime lord on Earth when aliens come in and set up business, and you're going through the process of breaking down his criminal empire. That could be a a, a campaign end for COP2448. Where this guy this guy's brought in, let's say, an alien drug and it's really messing up the humans on in one of the big megalopoli on Earth. That's just this, one aspect of him. I mean, we're talk, we're talking the alien mafia. And it's trying to break the 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 uh, the alien, you know, whoever is in charge, who would be in charge of that? Zone Watts, Zone Walls, yeah, Zone Walls. Would oh, be in yeah, charge. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Zone Walls are good at books, and it, which means they know how to cook them. <laughs> they, well, yeah, I guess, yeah, but oh, and I can't remember the name of the uh, the 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 look the creators that grew up on a red uh, on a uh, on a tightly locked world. They can't actually, they have useless hands, but they have telekinesis. Oh, what were they name again? I'm blanking. Brain. Yeah, I actually had I wrote a little I wrote a little short story and actually had one of them as a mob boss. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, there's plenty of folks out there. I mean, there's plenty of the. Uh, yeah, you're right. You can have mob bosses. You can actually have the jurisdiction. You can have the equivalent of uh, oh, ICL, the the Interstellar Court of Law, and these and the uh, was the ICL marshals dealing with you know having a campaign like that where you're basically dealing with interstellar space and dealing with people breaking the breaking interstellar law out there yeah. and dealing with them. Yeah, and see what else. Well, oh, it, there's little mini mini games like um, um, Rogue Four Seventeen, surviving basically and restarting, at least getting a good start at a um, uh, restart society. Yeah, you know, which would also uh, cover cloisters basically. So that's same yep. goal there, rebuilding society. Yeah. Uh, let's yeah. see, Eradicator, getting rid of the robots. Well, not necessarily getting rid of the robots, finding a peace with the robots. Yeah. Uh, duck Trooper, get rid of the ducks. Uh. <laughs> Weird Zone, getting home. Or finding a better home. Yeah, there we go. Finding yeah. some end to your travels. Yeah. Yeah, because I think the, the problem with that one is cause we pretty much stated you're, you're going to keep on, you know, uh, jumping until you find a way to sever your connection to your zero plot. Well, that's not hard to do. It's not hard to do that at all. The problem is, is that the only way you can do that is by connecting yourself to somebody else's zero plot. That, or I think Richard said, or you get on the fringe paths, which would also sever the connection and stop you wandering. Well, yeah, but that's one of those things he just kind of throws out there with no 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 back yeah. no path no path <laughs> to get there. Okay, yeah. you know, I mean, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, I have to say, I can I cannot assume that the people on the on the on the zero plot um, are fringe worthy. They're just being bur- taken along for the ride. Yeah, they're not. 
No, we, we know that. Nobody who's on, who's in weird zone are fringeworthy. I mean, unless they just happen to be. I'm just, you know, the one out of 100,000 chance. Okay, this, this is an entirely different, you know, you know method of travel. Is a sort of a, you know, a, this is like the sewer line of the fringe baths. No, one way. Okay, no one way. You, one way you can do it is you, you, you can't end it. But as we have Richard stated, you can make your plot bigger. You, it, it takes a lot of work, but you can push it apart and fill in the gaps, and push it apart and fill in the gaps. Basically, making yourself your own city, your own little kingdom. It's a lot easier just to go and grab another person's plot and connect the two together. There's that too, yeah. But basically, forcing. Well, no, I think Richard said they they are separate. You really can't force two plots together; they stay separate. Mm, news to me. Hmm. Yeah, that's what he. I think that's what he said. But you know, hey, you're the GM. You do however you want to. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I actually had one I, when I was running my little weird zone for the Sunny Skypers. Unfortunately, no one recorded those episodes. They did spot at one time. Well, actually, they talked to a. They, Another zero plot, which was downtown, it was taken from downtown New York. It was a, it was a section of Manhattan that got yanked out. Uh, uh, they had they had spotted a zero plot that was over a mile in size. You know, it, it had towers on the corners, and it looked like it was a major fortress. And I'm going, ooh, there you go. Someone's already decided to do that, and someone has made themselves a kingdom. In the in the in the uh, in the weird zone, and they would just love to add you, at least your bodies, to the kingdom to help work, help them keep the kingdom running. And if you can't help them, you're protein. Oh, <laughs> yummy! So yeah, maybe yeah, you could yeah, you, as a GM, you can could come up with a uh, way there where it's either you you find yourself, oh, you find a way to sever. Your connections to zero plot or stop sliding, basically, or yeah. uh, or or you basically become warlords and you conquer the weird zone <laughs> until someone else comes along and kicks your butt. But that's that's for that's a that's a later game. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else. I mean, your thirteen incursion. French. Oh, you, you stop you stop the Martian invasion and and bimbo, and, and um. Beach Bunny Bimbos with Blasters. Yeah, there, there's that yeah. one. Which shouldn't be too hard. Oh, really? Uh, the, well, the Martians the, the Martians are comedic relief characters. I'm sorry. I mean, it's... Oh, yeah, they're funny, you know, especially when they got you and they put their... They, they crawl inside your bodies. Hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't see a campaign in that. Yeah, um, let's see. What are I see the end of a campaign. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's that's one of those noble sacrifice kind of things, you know. Because I mean, I know everybody panned it, but you know, the end of uh, and I don't remember actually the name of the movie, but it was one of those movies that came out when the aliens were coming, and there was these big beams of light, and all these people were being pulled up into it. And they ended oh, up... Oh, Battle, Battle for L.A. No, it's the other one. Battle for L.A. was the one with all the, the, the grunts. This was just these people that were in somebody's apartment watching all this. Anyways, the point was, at the end of it, this guy, he is. they take his brain out of it. They, they capture him finally. They take his brain. They stuff it into some kind of a... Uh, 
you know, uh, bioroid. And but unlike the other ones, he manages to maintain his his identity, his his memories. And then he, and so he finds himself in a hugely powerful body and proceeds to start tearing the aliens a new one. Oh, this is different from the other one where it turns out one of the people in the apartment was an alien. That's hmm. okay. I guess it, there were a couple that had the same plot line. I guess. Oh well. Uh, <laughs> Basically, uh, yeah, that that movie got panned too. And in fact, someone said it'd be more interesting to follow the soldiers fighting the aliens than following these people in the apartment. <laughs> <laughs> the soldiers had the soldiers had more character than the people in the apartment did. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, but I'm trying to, trying to think uh, another. What's another beer? The catalog. What I'm saying. What whatever beer games out there? Let's go look at the catalog and see. Yeah. <laughs> Well, there's some games that he hasn't produced yet, <laughs> such as you know, such as Elf Wins, and but uh, yeah, Fringeworthy Bureau Thirteen Incursion FTL Twenty Four Forty Eight uh, Cloisters um, uh, Genesis. Well, I didn't. I haven't looked at that. Uh, Murder Hoof. Um, <laughs> Uh, uh, incursions two, incursions three, um, and um, uh, Beast by Invisible Blasters, Duck Trooper. I don't think there's anything left. Yeah. Well, did we really give an end game for Fringeworthy? Well, the I mean, obviously Richard's trying to with uh, Portals Four. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. To me, the whole uh, you know the the goal for the end of Fringeworthy was always to reestablish. A, a Commonwealth. Yeah. Yes. Basically, say we're we're the new Tamellers. Yes. You yeah. know, we're we're taking their you know the, their responsibility, their goal of creating the big kumbaya with all the other aliens out there, and you know, and for and that's why we talked about you know there's a mid, early campaign, a middle campaign, a late campaign because in the early campaign. You know that that's not going to be your goal. You're not going to be able to reestablish the Commonwealth with, at that point. Okay, at the uh, in in the middle campaign, you can find uh, an end to the Meller threat, or at least you know be able to de- uh, figure out a way of dealing with it. And then in the late campaigns, where you have most of your really big chances of, of changing everything, because you've got the tech, you've got the knowledge, you've you've got a big enough organization, enough manpower uh, to to do whatever you want to do, and so you can make some really big, you know, uh, ending. To it, you can really have something major. Uh, if, if about the only way you could do that with the early campaign would be where you basically run into another, you know, another IDET, an IDET on an alternate world that's in their late campaign, and they've just reached you, and they says, "Hey, this is more Frenchworthy." Okay, great. You guys are IDET. We're IDET too. Okay, this is what we're going to do. We're finally going to do blah, and you. You know, your team's going to be added to all the other teams, and here's your objective, and blah, blah, blah. And then, the, basically, the GM just lays it all out, and that's how you end your campaign. Because the new IDET, you know, the the, the, the uh, alternate IDET, basically comes in and, and supplants your IDET. Yeah, and there's... Uh, uh, oh, it, actually, it's, it's parody. Rogue 417, you survived the plague. Invasion US is basically where... It's United States versus versus communist Russia, you know, 
it's basically, I guess, that when the end game is to uh, free, uh, you know, Wolverines and free yeah. the uh, Red Dawn, free America from, yeah, yeah from the from their clutches. Then there's then there's Easy Space, which I don't think actually has a goal other than you know Earth Uber Allies. No, yeah, it's it uh, it doesn't have a goal. Uh, I mean, you you the whole point of it is you. you after a while, you get out there, you join the galactic culture. That's the, that's why I'm saying is that that's not one of those go out with a bang kind of games. That's the second one, which is you complete me. So if you've always wanted, you know, to have your own ship and to be able to travel the spaceways, doing whatever you want to do, and you know, and you you basically want you know see you know your character standing at the helm of the ship, sailing off to you know. Uh, the person, you know, uh, uh, cluster. Okay, that's the end of the game. That your, your character has achieved that goal. You know, you can feel good about closing up the characters in, and write some fanfic about it. Yep. Ah, yep. yep. It's a it's not a good system, I would say, or setting for space patrol setting too, where yeah, you guys form the space patrol. Yeah, there actually would be a space patrol as not run by the United States or other countries, but as an independent agency to make sure that you know everyone you know you know everyone behaves. This is really, really that's really Heinlein right there. Space his version of space patrol. They're the ones that had the weapons that could that could wipe the earth clean. Well, yeah, in in, in Heinlein space patrol. The, you know, the Earth was surrounded by a whole bunch of nuclear weapons, and anybody who got out of line got a nuke dropped on them. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like I said, Earth Uber Allies. Uh, uh, let's see. What, uh, yeah, that's pretty much, yeah, that's pretty much a lot of our games. Uh, I mean, there's other, I mean, actually, I would think there's other ways of ending a lot of these games, too. And I would call this the denouement that basically comes, you know, the gentle ending, you know, you, uh, your bureau agents and you get into the point where you're like, uh, what's your retirement plan for a bureau agent? And, you know, uh, besides the village. <laughs> yeah. Exile. Yeah. Um, well, no, the, the, the thing is in all the books that Richard put out, they're retired agents out there who retired. And they're, they're not in the village. I think the only people who they're not put you know where you know they're not put away in the exile. They're not stuck away in some pocket. They're they're living out there, and a lot of them are running, you know, uh, are, are running uh, supply dumps. They're running places like that, and they're basically they're retired. You never leave the bureau. But oh no, yeah, you're with the bureau for life and beyond. Yeah, it's just they're not active in the <clears throat> field anymore. Right. Well, Josie, yeah. I told you about the massacre of '77, right? Where a lot of Agents just disappeared. Mm. They retired. They're just civilian life yeah. now, and they just left it all behind. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's in the, it's in the several even the D twenty version, like the uh, the low level supply, uh, actually a low level storage facility in Seattle, run by the folks who run the Curio- the Yeo Curiosity Shop. You know, when you look around, they say, "Oh, these are nice nice things," and what you don't realize. They're they're all supernatural supernatural things and items, but they're not so high level that you that you know we need to stick them in in Bangor, Maine. They're just minor stuff, and some some can't leave Seattle. No matter how hard you try, you can't make them leave Seattle. You know, because they're, they're tied to this place. And then there's Sylvester the Mummy, who goes out for walks every so often, hits nudie bars. <laughs> 
Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could actually see in, uh, in another way of ending Fringe, really. Yeah, your character is, you know, especially your GM decides to skip a bit every so often. You know, let's let's skip six months ahead, or let's skip a year, and you, you know, this is downtime. So we're going to simply just tell what you're going to do during the during the uh, six months of winter in Antarctica, where no one can actually go down there. Uh, what are you going to do? And you just whoop, in one session or, or something like that you you blow through and you realize if we take the look at the characters' ages, they're in their they're in their sixties. They look like they're twenty, but they're in their sixties. Yeah. I mean, do they want to keep working for you know Ida, working for for Unita, or do they just want you know? Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, they show up and say, "Yeah, we're, we're we're retiring, but we're not leaving the fringes or whatever." You you know, you find a place you want to live. Oh, what you know? what is that that you called? <laughs> John, the thousand portal stair. Oh yeah, yeah. Go and walk about. Yeah, you you go walk about. Right. Well, you know, I I've already done this with Fringeworthy because um, I wanted to my players to experience all three of the campaigns. So um, I got to a certain point. I said, okay, we're going to finish up the early campaign with this next adventure, and that was the battle for Hatsune uh, for Hatsune Base. Where the, they were fighting the uh, pirates on Hatsumi Base, the pirates had taken over, you know, the, the at least the portal room of Hatsumi, and they had locked down uh, Earth Prime Portal, and so they they were pretty much stuck. You know, they had to, you know, either take it back or they were going to have to go adventure somewhere else. And so that was supposed to be that was the campaign ender for the early campaign. Uh, the middle campaign, uh, the campaign ender for that was finding a cure for the Mellor Plague. And th- they did this big long adventure uh, where there was this scientist who had been uh, kind of stuck into, well, he, he was basically, uh, he, was, he was stuck in ghost form. He, wasn't, he couldn't get out. Couldn't get, uh, uh, the the, the uh, Mellor was smart enough to figure out some way to keep him from going back through the portal. The portal wouldn't recognize him, so he was stuck in ghost form. And he'd been stuck that way for hundreds of years. And the players got there, and they were able to, he was able to figure out a way to communicate with them. And he had the te- he was had been working on the technology to cure the Mellor, and had found a cure, and that's why the, the, the Mellor that was there, uh, which was posing as his as, uh, as his assistant, his helpful assistant, uh, you know, got him stuck that way. So they managed to complete that, uh, defeat the assistant, get the guy tur- uh, turned back into full form, and he said, okay, here's the cure. And then from that point on, they didn't really have to worry about the Mellor anymore because the, they had a cure that would basically turn all the Mellor back to old Mellor. And so they did, you know, that, that if they ran into Mellor, it was the smarter Mellor, the ones that were really hiding behind the scenes. And, you know, they, they, they weren't the ravenous, let's go and attack you with a horde of lease Mellor because they were like, okay, whip out the spray bottles, spot, 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 you know, <laughs> I don't have an ending for the uh, late campaign uh, because I haven't gotten there yet. But I'm, I'm, when it does happen, I'm sure it's going to be a, a big adventure for them to feel good about actually having completed something. But I haven't gotten to the point where I've decided what I'm going to do. Yeah. So when we were, t- uh, so when we're talking about 
that final campaign arc. Okay, what you know, and we've we've kind of walked around this a little bit, but I thought we might list out some of the things that you want to bring in. Okay, to that final campaign arc. So, uh, and I I'm in the camp of t- of tying up as many loose ends as possible. You know, all those things that you didn't do, all those things that you forgot about, be great to, to somehow bring a resolution to the end. Because I I played to the end of Fallout uh, 3 and Fallout New Vegas. And, and at the end, they go and they run through all the different possible quest arcs and, and what happens if you either did it bad or did it right. And it's very satisfying at the end to see all those people and what happened to them because of what you did or didn't do. So if you can do that into, especially the GM can basically make that kind of a speech at the end saying this is the result of your actions. This is, these are the consequences and, and the blessings and the curses that you brought to this world. And, and so in that story arc, you want to bring those loose ends in so they have a chance of completing them or not completing them by choice rather than by happenstance. Uh, uh, I have a big long list. You have other things that you want to bring into that final campaign arc? I'm still thinking about what I would. I mean, yeah, that's the obvious. You know, tying up loose threads. Um, uh, yeah, I can't think of anything right now. Since you can't think of anything, recurring villains. Okay, bring. This is the time to have them recur for one last time. But this time, it's permanent. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, because you've been like letting these guys get away by the skin of their teeth for so many times because you love these villains, the GM I'm talking about. You love these villains and you want to keep them going and keep coming back to 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 maraud and 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 threaten and and just terrorize the characters again and again. Now's the time when it's going to be permanent. This time it's for it's real. I, I like yeah, so. I like the thought of of doing legendary actions. So a lot of times in in role playing games, you know, you have you know the characters like say for example in Cyberpunk you have you know Morgan Blackhand or or Johnny Silver Silverhand I think it is. Um but you have these these iconic characters who um, when your characters come into the game, everybody knows who they are. They're like these big celebrities worldwide and they've done things that mean something and they mean something to everybody. Um, I think this is a time to let your characters do something like that. You know, th- They can do something that will change the world forever or, or may have some kind of you know, social impact that, that new characters – if you were playing a new character now, you would have heard of these guys because – they did the thing and it changed all this stuff and or, or they did something that was so cool and televised and you know that, that it'll be talked about for for decades. Um, this is the time this is the time to allow your characters to do something like that. Right. Or they did something so heinous that the entire campaign is them being on their path to redemption. Now it's time for them to achieve that redemption. Right. Oh yeah. Okay. So yeah. maybe yeah, maybe they maybe they've done something so screwed up and you're this is your ch- you're like, all right. This is your chance to make amends, you know, yeah, and, that, and that, that might that, mean that might mean that you don't survive. Right. That's where the noble sacrifice goes. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'll play off of uh, Bruce's. You have recurring villains, but you also have the mastermind villain, which if you do him right, you never meet. He's he's the one behind pulling the strings, doing things up. This is Dr. Claw. From you know, yeah. from Inspector Gadget, you know, you finally you get to meet 
meet the the big bad who may or may yeah and, and don't make him not a big bad don't make him the little the little guy who's going okay guys i'm going to take you out no no he's he's he, he's he's a he's a big bad for a reason you know and and, and this is where the you know this is the this is the final boss battle at this point and hopefully you've gotten everything you need to take him down john i would but, argue that that he could be that little guy but he's got a big guy standing right next to him, right? Because it doesn't. Okay. It may not make sense that he's this super mastermind genius and he's this super buff, super powerful dude. But you know, maybe he's got a super powerful dude, you know, standing right next to him. Yeah, you put him into the big giant robot. He's the little guy, but he's in the big giant robot. Right, right. Little guy in a yeah, big yeah, robot. Yeah, Krang yeah, yeah. from the Turtles cartoon. Yeah, yeah, there you yeah, go. yeah. Right. Yeah, Krang is a good example of that. Yeah, or that that little white cat he's always stroking. Turns out that's the one you gotta worry about because it's not mm-hmm. a cat; no. it's something else. <laughs> or you know, <laughs> or, or you know, be afraid oh. of the cat. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, you know, maybe maybe it's it's one of those things where the, the cat is actually a demon who who has actually been controlling everything and it's like a double whammy it's like oh i've been controlling everything all along right and you're like okay fine pow and you put a bolt, bolt through his head right and that's when the cat turns into a demon and goes and eh, not so much <laughs> it's like he thinks he's been controlling this- everything and this is why i love cats but don't trust me as far as i can <laughs> that, that was an eye-opening experience for one in one of my games where they said, "Hey, you know he, the bad guy. He's in the next room. We'll just go and put like a, a whole bunch of C4 explosive, you know, on a cart, you know, with some, you know, like a, a fruit, you know, uh, bowl, you know, from the uh, from the hotel, and we'll roll it in there and just blow them to bits. So, you know, game solved. Okay, and they did that." Big explosion. Then the door opens, and you see, and this demon comes walking out, munching on some fruit, and says, "You want to try that again?" <laughs> and they all went, "Oh!" And you're all just going, "Oh, come on!" Yeah. <laughs> or you don't actually have to turn into a demon because you know you, you shoot you you shoot the guy, he falls dead, and then the cat walks over, looks at you, and, and does its best muttly impre- you know, laugh impression, which I can't do, uh, and then pushes the button. <laughs> well, in this particular case, I mean, I, I, I didn't, I didn't go and change anything. It was, you know, they were, they, they had demons inside of them, and so by doing that, they basically made it worse. You know, the, the, these these demons were like there until the master summoned them out. You know, and and most of the time, the, and most of the time, running that scenario, they almost never showed up, but. By doing that, all of a sudden you've got a room full of demons now, and they're all ready to party. <laughs> oh, it's it's sort of like uh, taking on Matthias Bolt. You know, is is he a bad oh, guy, or is he? Been keep, a good yeah, yeah, well, is he a bad guy, or is he a guy who's been keeping demons locked up and taking over the earth for God knows how long? <laughs> He's definitely a bad guy. I'm not saying his, his methods are good. His, 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 remember the uh, remember the old saying: the path to hell is let is paved with good intentions. That's still a bad thing, John. I know, I know. <laughs> no, he might be a bad person. He 
Yeah, he might be evil as all get out, but he also might be keeping back something much worse. Yeah, he's the lesser of evils. Yeah, yeah. A blind squirrel can find a nut every once in a while. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, um, and again, we, when we're talking about bringing back, you know, t- tying loose ends up, long forgotten family members. You know, your characters probably have, you know, have, 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 have wrote up your character, your family members in your, your character background, and they probably never have shown up in the game. Now is a good time to do yeah. that. You know, bring in all those dependent NPCs to, for the GM to use in that, that final scenario. So your mother's brother's second cousin on his on on on, the, on her uncle's side. Okay, <laughs> those are kissing cousins. That's good. <laughs> the cousin's was it my father's brother's cousin's former roommate? Was it make us? Yeah, absolutely. Brothers, brothers, and, and and along those lines, if there's any unrequited love out there, oh yeah, this is your this is your chance. You know, you, you're never. You, I mean, you might as well go for the glory, or go for you know, go, at least go with gusto. Yay! I'm gonna get out of the friend zone. <laughs> <laughs> you said you said you don't need to sleep with me if it was the end of the world. Well, honey, it's the end, baby. <laughs> it's, it's time. <laughs> yeah. At this point, at that point, you're either gonna get out of the friend zone or be permanently kicked into it. <laughs> yeah. Well. I, I just I just thinking of the the, you know, the thing in uh, uh, do, uh, I'm sorry dogma isn't that a TV show Last Man on Earth yes yeah yes but but in that particular case he's 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 def I have only seen the first episode of that he's definitely not in the friend zone she's just trying to figure out a way to, to that allow her to actually tolerate him enough to uh, repopulate the Earth she's she's committed to it. But he's like not helping her her with her uh, on her quest. <laughs> I haven't I haven't seen that, but uh, from what I've heard, she's trying to get him to act like a normal person. She doesn't see any reason why the apocalypse. You know, which is a, a a biological disease that killed everybody. Why that means that you can't fall, continue to follow the rules of civilization? Because if you let it all go away, what are you going to teach your kids? You just you know, you're just going to be a you know. I mean, why get why give up all that just because there's only two of you to represent? Yeah, I can see that end, but it just. It's a comedy, so she has to be a little extreme. Yeah, yeah. Actually, speaking of which, you could there could be the the elusive goal that you've had all this time, and you finally, finally get to get to resolve it. And I'm thinking of uh, Hudson Hawk's goal of having a cup of espresso. <laughs> <laughs> Fifty entire movie and and, and two continents, but he got his uh he got his cup of espresso. <laughs> uh, so Tallahassee is finally going to get his Twinkie. Yeah. <laughs> right. If you've written a decent character background, there should be plenty of things in there to, to sign off on and resolve. Yes, like grudges. Yep. <laughs> 
I mean, come on. I mean, you if the GM's been doing his job, there's there's been a lot of people who've rubbed you the wrong way. Well, you know, this is now's the time to, to decide whether you really want payback or not, and how far you're willing to go to get it. Mm-hmm. Or you, or if you, if you're doing your uh, background uh, well, you should have at least one or two GM secrets that you that he that he's put in there, and this is where you get to find them out. Like you know, but there are types of things you've already done. Like you know, say say you use oh, this is calling back. Um, Paul Jackway's uh, was it casting? He, he did the series where you central casting, uh, central, central casting. casting. And you use that to build your characters with. Sadly, the only way you get this one is through like Albrecht or, or used. Uh, if you're listening, yeah. Paul, you should print it. Uh, but anyway, yeah. But it, you have the couple of those have uh, GM secrets. You know, there's a GM secret, yeah. but he's not going to tell you. This is when you find out, like you had a mysterious birth. This is you know the rip off a certain movie, you know Jupiter Ascending. You find out, yeah, you're not from around here. <laughs> Yeah, there, there's nothing worse than a secret that never gets told. Yep. For example, there's been something that's you know been leading, always been in the background that that should have happened. Now this is the time to happen. Uh, I was running a champions campaign, and this guy said, "Oh look, I, there's this one, you know, there's this one thing, you know, or I don't know, I don't know what you call them in, in champions at this point, or, or hero system, where uh, you, you get a big bonus. But there's this one where if you take all your power and you put it into a single object, okay, then you get this huge bonus to, you know, which means you can make it really, really powerful for almost nothing, okay." And I told him at the time, I said, look, you do understand that if you do that, you're basically asking me to take it away from you. Oh, yeah. That, that's the whole point of this. That's why it's so low cost. All right? You know, it's not – I'm not being a bad guy for doing it. Well, this is where that happens, where, you know, someone rips the the uh, uh, oh, uh, the, the, the arc reactor out of Iron Man's chest. Okay, uh, or whatever it is, you know, uh, the the ring comes off a of Green Lantern's uh, uh, finger, fi- you know, or whatever. Ah, the obvious successful focus. Yes, it took me a while to. Re- yeah, but this, but this isn't, isn't just an obviously successful focus. This is like everything is here. Okay, you know, uh, and so, and that's you, you you've had this. Achilles heel all the time and the GM has always left it alone because he wants you to keep playing and he doesn't want to nerf your character. Now it's time to, to, to deal with that. Yeah, for you to pay the price for having this great thing all this time because it's been sitting there waiting to happen. Now it's time to make it happen. It's now which which kryptonite was it? Gold kryptonite or was it red? No, gold kryptonite takes away Superman's powers. Yes. I don't know how yeah. he knew this. I don't know how he knew this without him losing his powers, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, this is the time when the gold kryptonite comes out and they go, we made you a ring. Slip it on. Bye. Right. Well, you do realize, John, that there are more Kryptonians than just Superman, right? That's true. There's a bunch in a bottle. Yes, there's a whole bunch in a bottle. Yeah. yeah. People are always like saying, well, you know, who, where, where does Superman, you know, go on dates? And I'm like, he's got a whole city in a bottle. Xandor City, I think it's called. 
Andor. Thanks to Brainiac. Yeah. Andor, yeah. Thanks to Brainiac 5. All right. Um, if you have any debts that either haven't been paid, that need to be paid, that you someone owes you, that's also the time to deal with at this in this last thing. Because, you know, as, as Highline said, once the ship lifts, all debts are paid. Yep. I mean, this is actually games that actually have uh, connection, either connection feats or connection edges or connections stunts. This connection finally says, it's time to call in the marker. I've been, you've been accruing all this time, and, uh, you know, and, and they may want you to do one last thing for them. You know, and then once you do this, when I sing, the marker's cleared, and you know we're 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 even. <clears throat> Finally, even that guy who keeps coming back and and keeps saying, "Well, you know, you owe me." You know, <laughs> like I thought I paid that debt off. No, no, really, did you think that paid it off? I don't think so. I think maybe you owe a little bit more than that. You know, and this is the time when the debt gets paid, one way yep. or another. Yep. Mm-hmm. I got an offer for you. You can't refuse. <sighs> right. And of course, you know, uh, it, it, this is the kind of campaign that's been a kind of a world spanning type campaign. This is the time when you can bring a lot of those old locations back in, make the references to all these, you know, when the, when the GM starts talking about the things that have happened, you know, that time in Cairo, you know, remember remember that bar in... in, in Zanzibar, yeah. And, 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 and bring together just all these myriad of small things that built all into some tremendous thing that nobody realized all this time was happening. That's where those GM secrets come in, too. And suddenly they realize that, you know, that there's been that something has been building all this time. Because Richard says that in Bureau 13, it ticks me off because it says, you know, you are so-and-so and it's your job to whatever, but evil is growing. I'm like, what, are we like doing our job badly? What, what is wrong with us? Okay. Have, have we oh, covered everything as far as ending a campaign? Have we? Well, the only other thing I had was, you know, was that, this is also a great opportunity for you, to, uh, and I mentioned it earlier, to basically burn through some equipment that you've had forever. And you, either you never got to use, or you've been using all along, and you just need to, you know, you just need to burn it out, burn through it, because and and that way your character, you know, if your character does go on into the, you know, into the fanfic world or whatever, will now have an opportunity to get new equipment because you know it's like. How, about, how many of us, you know, who play D&D has this whole stock room full of all the old armor and weapons and stuff we've had all these years because we got better stuff as we went along, right? But we kept the old stuff. Well, now it's time to basically go and hand all that stuff out to the other people or burn through them so that now you're ready to step up into the, the really good stuff and you don't have that stuff holding you back. Yeah, or you have that one thing that when the players found out what it did, the first thing they said was, we bury that sucker. <laughs> we bury it we bury it deep. And we're not gonna tell you where we buried it. Yeah, but yeah, this is where you get to dig it up and you get to take out that mountain over there. <laughs> if you've read uh Knights of the Dinner Table, Fitz. <laughs> 
Those those who know the comic book know what I'm talking about. All right, so what what is it you wanted to do, Trav? Well, I mean, oh. uh, we well we got kind of two announcements here, just for as far as the podcast itself. Blix can go first, and then we can deal with the other one. Okay. All right, yeah. that's fine. So I've got a lot of the projects I've been working on, um, things I need to to get in order. I need to get my house in order. Um, and as it is, we have uh, currently – and Trav, I think this will be part of your second announcement. But at this very moment on this show, we have five hosts. Um, so I'm going to take – I'm taking a little bit of a sabbatical. So I'm going to take the next four months off to get all my uh, my extracurricular affairs in order so that I can come back and be a part of this show in in the way that it deserves. So uh, you will not be hearing the sultry tones of my voice for uh, for about four months or so. Our other announcement is that our previous episode that we did to this one, and depends on order, and hopefully they'll come out in the same order, was Pixie guest-hosted, and we continued our series on bringing Fringeworthy into the Pokemon world due to Pixie's diligence and exuberance on the subject, Bruce, John, and I decided that Pixie is now on the podcast as a full co-hostess. Congratulations. I'm I'm very proud of you, Pixie. Well, because Pixie is my pro anyways, because she, I took her under my wing to be a dementia radio personality, and I figured with this, we talked about it, got her on here, and this is more building up on-air presence for her. So I'm very proud of you, Josie, that you worked as hard as you did. Well, Trevor, it's also good to have a female voice back on the show. Yes, because Amber Rowe... It's not exactly something I'm going to stop doing either. That particular world, there's so much. Oh, no, this is part of a game campaign that our friend Perky Goth is doing. I'm so, actually, I mean, this was this was a long-term project. What I'm looking at right now is... Oh, dear God. <laughs> of the generation, I can put this in, the focus, what she wants it to focus on. You have a lot of work ahead of you. I, I, not only that, but I'm adapting a plot of one of the games. Okay. To yeah. the campaign. But yeah, yeah um, our previous co, our previous female co-host Amber Rowe has since moved to Florida, and she's basically starting a new life down there. I mean, we Pip yeah. did a fantastic job for a year and a half, and her time was done, and she moved on. So yeah, it yeah. is good to have a a not only a female voice in this group, but also, again, a younger gamer. Because Joe... That's right. Le- less than a decade of gaming experience. Way less. Okay, and also, well, I mean, it's no big secret. You're 24 years old. All of us are minimum mid-40s. So we have the younger perspective as well. Wish that, Shetty. Yeah. Wish that. So Let me okay. get my cane... <laughs> Welcome aboard, girly! <laughs> and get off my lawn! Basically, I'm coming from, I ended up coming from 2nd edition D&D to a Ooh. little bit of 3.5 due to certain computer games. Yeah, never went right to Pathfinder. Yep, oh yeah, I, I brought her screaming into <laughs> Pat, in Pat... And now in a Palladium campaign that I'm running Much with... Much less kicking and screaming. Fringeworthy... 
added into it because I can do that. There was much less kicking and screaming involved in this one. Yes, but still, I'm proud that you're here. I'll, I will guide you further into the secrets of TriTech that I've learned, and as you saw tonight, even if I'm learning of, still new stuff. So even if some of your campaign settings still terrify me. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh, this is the tip of the iceberg. You're about to get the fire hose with this one because you're going to learn all no, the no, dirt. There's certain names deep, that dirt, just deep, dirty secrets names here. That just terrify me for other reasons. But yeah, you're in. I've given her all of the pertinent materials for TriTac. You're about to do a lot of study. Yeah. We'll leave it at that. Yep. The awesome will still we will help you bring the awesome still. We're we're not that yep. that is part of our mission statement. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah. We we will not stop doing that. We just brought someone else. Well, how, how does Bruce put it? A new, a new type of peanut butter to go with the chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We got honey roasted now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, the yeah. look she's giving me. Just, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, if we're going to go with the honey roasted, just give me the thing of nuts. Yeah, just, okay, yeah. <laughs> One of the titles she has is Queen of the Non Sequitur. It'll be <clears throat> out of the blue, just because there's a conversation that I'm involved in, and then I'm the one done in your with, head. I'm yeah. I'm done with my point in that conversation, but the one in my head's still going on. And then just out of nowhere, I continue the conversation. Five minutes later, something comes out, and me and her because mother, Colleen, are like, "What?" Because I'm continuing. To me, a conversation that never really ended. Right. Well, when Habibi met her, she even said, yeah, I can tell half of her conversation's in her head. So it's like, yeah, she, yeah, uh, Pixie pings as well. So we'll just leave it at that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. we're going to try to curb the non sequitur thing. <laughs> Tangents are one thing I'm scary good at. Yeah, okay, we'll, we'll yeah. see. All right. Well... You have something with me. I'm Captain Tangent. <laughs> oh, we know. We know. Captain Tangent. <laughs> this All right. Hey, Bruce. This, this train needs an engineer. I hear that. Okay. So, knowing that the end is coming is actually good for your campaign because that means that you have an opportunity to truly do something awesome. You know, you, you can... You don't have to worry about the long-term effects. You don't have to worry about stepping on people's toes. You don't have to worry about, you know, whether you're going to give somebody something that's overpowered or whether you're showing too much favoritism. It is immensely liberating to know that the end is coming and you can do whatever you want. So as long as everybody's bought into that, Everybody can has a, have an awesome end to their campaign. And we want that to happen in everybody's campaign because, as I said, they're all going to end sooner or later. So let, let the ending be a good one. Make it so. So, And we'll have more for you next week. But until then. This is Bruce Sheffer saying... There are a million, million worlds out there, so go explore them. This is John Ryer 
saying keep your powder dry and keep those cards and letters coming in. This is Blix. Don't hate the game, hate the players. This is Richard Tahoka. Wait till you see what's coming next. And this is Trav. There's a reason why it's called gaming. It's for having fun. Yo, brothers. This was the Tri-Tech Games Podcast. You know the drill. It's protected under the Creative Commons License 3.0. No commercial reproduction, no derivatives, and sucker, you best attribute this to the folks at Tri-Tech Games. And if you don't, we'll be after your sorry butts, because we're some bad mothers. Hi, this is Trav from the Travcast. Listen to me Tuesday nights, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern on listen.dementiaradio.org colon 8027.